KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to The Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for The Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Extraordinary Talk Show with your host, Della Hill, right here on what I hope for you is another Extraordinary Wednesday. Let me start with the same things as always. Guys, please do not believe anything that I say just because I say it, and please don't do anything that I do just because I do it. On the other hand, if something that I say rings a bell of truth within you, or strikes a chord of curiosity within you, then by golly, I invite you and encourage you to follow that. And as an add-on, I hope it goes unsaid, but just in case it doesn't, I respect your beliefs too. I maintain my right to hold and share my beliefs, but you don't have to believe them. In fact, I, like I said, don't, unless you do. And whatever you believe, even if it's something very different from what I believe, I respect you in doing that. And I hope that it finds you find joy in that path. That's actually what I'm kind of talking about today. Today's, let me tell you, this is a little bit different episode for me to record. For one thing, I'm recording it in a different studio. Here at my station at Radio St. George 100.3, there's actually another station that records out of this studio. And at the moment, while I'm here in town, the studio that I would normally record in is actually being used for real radio, like my show also is. But this current show is being recorded, pre-recorded ahead of time to play for you guys, probably while I'm at Burning Man. Because that's where I'm going to be the next few weeks, which is why I am pre-recording this. However, I kind of am glad for a slightly different situation because this is a slightly different show. I want to talk to you about something that I've been talking about for the last four years, but I want to talk to you about it a little bit more specifically. I want to share with you guys today, and I know I share a lot of important things, and I know I share a lot of things about myself and my story and my path, but what I want to talk about today is is a really big deal to me. It's very personal, very personal. I want to talk to you about my change of faith and how I went from believing one thing to not believing that anymore and then going on to develop a new belief system. But I've kind of told you a lot of the parts of that story. And I have been very specific until very recently to not even mention what religion it was that I grew up in and that I eventually left at the age of 37. And part of the reason I did that was because for one, out of respect for the religion that I grew up in, and also because I believe that many of you listening probably think that if I didn't grow up in the same religion you did, that at least there's a lot of similarities and you can feel the difference or feel the similarities between how I grew up and maybe how you grew up. And today I'm here to be more direct and more specific and more personal because there's some things I want to say that I think are very important. And I can't speak for every single person who has left a church, but I think some of the things that I say reflect a lot of the feelings of people who leave a church. 
so again, not speaking for anybody specifically, but if you know someone who has left a church or if you are someone who has left a church, this might resonate with you and it, it might help you. It might give you, hopefully, a little bit of understanding for yourself or someone around you. One thing that is really important that I don't want to gloss over and I want to give it full respect is the pain that people feel who are still in a church when someone leaves. I was born and raised into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is also called the Mormon Church. And I was in that church until I was 37 years old. And I spent, so as I said, almost four decades focusing, studying, learning. And I built everything in my life according to the foundation that I learned in this church. Every decision I made, I considered, it wasn't even a con- just a consideration, it was the basis of my choice, of my religious beliefs. That was the basis of anything that I did until I turned, not until I turned 37, but until I was 37, and some things came into my awareness that had not been in my awareness before. And after I took these things into my awareness, which I got to tell you, wasn't easy. But in doing so, it also wasn't fast. It took probably a good solid one to three years to really even be sure that I wasn't going to go back to church. Jump back where I was, because I was a member for so long, I had friends leave the church, and I remember being heartbroken over it. And I remember just thinking that maybe they just needed to take a different side path for a while until they came back and found the truth again. And I know that that is how many people who are still in a church feel about me. I know that that's how many of my friends and family members and even people who don't know me personally well, but know a little bit of my story, they are concerned for me. They care about me. They love me. And they're very, very worried about my eternal salvation. And they're very worried, not only just about that, they're worried about my daily happiness. And I want to give them credit for that. The people who love me and care about me and are sad because I quit going to church care about me. They truly do. And they truly think that I'm making a mistake. And I used to truly think that when my friends left the church that they were making a mistake. I even very recently listened to a talk by a church leader named Brad Wilcox. And he says in the talk very specifically that people who leave the church will never be happy outside of the church. And he warns the people listening that they should never leave the church because they will never find happiness outside of the church. And so that's very painful for members to see their people that they love leave when their leaders are saying that it's impossible to find happiness anywhere else. What I'm here to tell you is that guy wasn't telling the truth. He might even think he was telling the truth, but he's not because you can find happiness outside of the church. And I, I got to tell you guys, sometimes even trying to tell my loved ones that, I don't think they hear me. I don't think they believe me. They think I'm just saying that to make myself feel better or whatever. 
when truly, 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 I am more happy outside of the church than I was in it. I'm not saying that I was miserable. There were parts of my life at that time that were very unhappy. And there were parts that were pretty unhappy. And there were some parts that were pretty great. And I even had to give up some of the great parts in order to give up some of the things that made me unhappy. But it was worth it. I gave up a lot more unhappy things than I did happy things. If I could say something to my still member friends and family, please believe me when I tell you I'm happy. And if I tell you that I don't need to be in any specific religion, organization, or building on Sunday in order to find happiness, believe me. If, if you're going to believe that guy who says no one can find happiness outside of the church, maybe you should listen to me. I'm the one you know. I'm, I, it's my happiness. I'm speaking for myself. But at the same time, I know that that's how you feel. I know that you're worried about me. I wish you would know that I truly am happy. I wish you'd listen to me and hear me say that I really am. But, you know, like I always say, I can't. I don't want anyone to believe anything just because I say it. It is my intention, let me clarify, to be loving to people who are still in a church, whether I've left or you've left. It is my intention to be loving to those people and to be empathetic to their views and beliefs as well. And just because I left doesn't mean I think everyone should. The things that I found fault with might not be things that would bother someone else. And maybe there's other factors that I can have no idea about for other people. So if someone chooses to stay in a church that I left, it doesn't mean that I think that they're wrong. It doesn't mean that I think that they're stupid. It means that they're making their choice for themselves just like I'm making my choice for myself. And if we can understand that, I think it'd go better for both of us. Next, I like to use the term recovering Mormon. I think it's kind of funny for one thing. It always gets a little bit of a chuckle, but I also think it's appropriate. I had a friend who was at the time 13 years sober in a 12-step program, and I was a little bit concerned that it was disrespectful for me to use that term, recovering, because he was recovering and I didn't want to make light of his effort and his struggle. So I said to him, is it okay for me to use that term to say that I'm a recovering Mormon? I want to make sure I'm respectful to people that use that term for whatever their thing is. And my friend looked at me and he even pulled back and his eyes got wide for a second. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. You, yeah, 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 you can. You deserve that. You are recovering. You get to use that. The term I like to use, as I say, is recovering Mormon because it's not easy to just leave a church like that. And it, whether it's Mormon or whatever it is for you, if it's a different one, it's not easy to just walk away. It takes time to heal. It takes time to break down the things that were true and the things that weren't true because there was some truth there or we wouldn't have stuck around as long as we did. Part of the process moving forward is figuring out which parts were true that we want to keep, take with us and which we don't. Let me tell you very specifically two reasons 
that I did not leave the church. I did not leave the church to go sin. This is another common misconception. People in the church believe this. In fact, that's another thing that I heard that church leader last uh, when I was listening to that talk say is that people can't handle being in the church because the church requires obedience. And so the people that leave just couldn't handle being obedient. And I got to tell you, that's insulting to those of us who have left the church. It's not about obedience. It's about a lot of other things. Let me make the side note that the statement, again, depending on what your definition of sin is, the statement it is more fun to sin than go to church. It's very likely a true statement. For example, if you're a person who likes the beach, as I do, it is more fun to go to the beach on Sunday than to go to church. And yet for many, many, many years, I still went to church every Sunday, even though I would have rather be on the beach. And that's when I lived in Virginia Beach, and that was a real option. I still chose to go to church, even though the beach would have been a whole lot more fun. And there are other things that I was told were sins that I no longer believe are sins. And it is true that I participate in some things that I used to think were sinful. For example, drinking coffee that I now do not find any sin in. That's not why I, l- I left church. I didn't leave church to go co- drink coffee. I love coffee. I love having it in my life. I'm so glad that I do now. I never want to give it up again. But that's not why I left. I didn't stop going to church on Sunday because I didn't have the willpower to resist coffee. I stopped going to church on Sunday, first of all, because I didn't like being there. Second of all, because I had reasons to not go. And they didn't have to do with my ability to be obedient because I spent almost four decades being obedient. And that's part of the problem. If I was as obedient as I was for as long as I was and it still didn't work, maybe it doesn't work. Here's another reason that I didn't leave. I mean, I didn't leave because I don't get it. This is a a common misconception that people who left the church just didn't feel the spirit enough or didn't have a strong enough testimony or didn't have enough faith or that we just didn't hear the lessons where they talked about the things that would have answered our questions. And I got to tell you, that's kind of insulting too. When I say, how come we never talk about Heavenly Mother in church? And people say, well, we do. You just didn't get that lesson. Well, I attended for 37 years. What lesson did I miss? Did, did we only talk about her one time and I missed that week? Um, it's, it's very hurtful and insulting for people to act like I just don't get it. Like I didn't pay enough attention in church. Like I didn't read my scriptures enough or I didn't pray enough. I did. In fact, I still do. But please don't think that I left the church because I didn't do those things. Not only is it ridiculous, it's insulting to me. So, why did I leave? I have two good reasons why I left. A lot of other reasons that I also think are good, but two 
big reasons. One, and I like to say it this way, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was the steward for my covenants with God, meaning that I made my covenants in the temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints according to the guidelines and recommendation of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They were the stewards of my covenants. However, these covenants are between me and God, not between me and any church person or any other entity. My covenants are between me and God. I fired the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because they were terrible stewards of my covenants with God. They swapped them out on me and didn't tell me. When I asked questions, no one would answer. And then when they finally admitted to swapping them out, they told everyone not to talk about it. These are my covenants with God. I get to talk about them. These are my covenants with God. No one gets to swap them out, hide them, delete them. These are my covenants with God. If the people who are stewards of my covenants decide a change is in order, I demand to be informed. I demand to be informed at the time. I demand to be informed of the reason. I demand to be educated on the doctrine whereby my covenants are being changed. Because let's remember that these are my covenants. These are not the church's covenants. These are not the temple's covenants. These are my covenants and these are God's covenants. And we are the only ones who get to change them. And if someone who is acting as a steward for my covenant tries to change them and then not only refuses to talk to me about it, but then instructs everyone else not to talk about it, that entity deserves to be fired as steward of my covenants. That's a big reason right there. If you want more details on that, I'd be happy to share them because I was attending the temple every single week in 2013 when they first did the switcheroo. I was not attending in 2019. I'd quit by then when they finally for the first time mentioned it, but at that time asked people not to talk about it. That seems a little a little screwy to me. And beside the fact that it's screwy and manipulative, these are my covenants, and no one other than me and God, the two people to whom the, the, this covenant is between, we get to change that. No one else does. And someone who pretends or acts like they get to is someone who is not going to be near me anymore. And that someone in this case is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. As it is, guys, I want you to know, these are in fact my covenants. I was the one who made them. I went to that temple and followed their recommendations to make these covenants. However, upon further evaluation and understanding, I have remade my covenants per my choice, per my preference, as God and I together agreed. And that's the whole point, and I didn't need a church to do that. If you can hear the frustration and anger in my voice, I will admit to that. Because hurt 
is the primary emotion. Anger is the secondary emotion. I am angry about these things, but you know why I'm angry? Because I'm hurt. I am so massively hurt that the organization who taught me about God and told me I could trust them proved to me that I could not. That is absolutely devastating. Absolutely devastating. And to have my faith be shattered in such a manner. I can't even explain what that's like, guys. This is everything, every decision I ever made in my life was built on the foundation of this faith. And when I found out that this was an organization that I could no longer trust, that was pretty devastating for me. And then when I turn around and people tell me, oh, you just wanted to go sin, or no, 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 you don't understand. I understand. And for you to tell me that I don't is insulting. If there is more that I can understand, please share it with me. Because there might be answers that might help me. There might be things that might make me feel better about having my covenants manipulated and my faith shattered. The sad thing is, most members of the church have been told by the church not to talk about it so no one can answer my questions. And yes, that hurts. That hurts a lot. And because it hurts, and because it hurts a lot, and because still no one can do anything to help, it's made me a little bit angry. And this is something that I'm working on because I don't like to carry anger. But that's one reason why I'm talking to you guys about it. Maybe people won't talk to me, but I can talk to you. Here's another reason I left. I have a mother in heaven. I pray to her. You have a mother in heaven. You can pray to her too. I'm not saying that you should get rid of the father in heaven. I don't think you should. He's cool. He's all right. We can keep him around. My problem is not with my father in heaven or my mother in heaven. My problem is with the religion that refused to teach me about her. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints acknowledges that we have a mother in heaven. They mention her in hymn number 292, O my father, in verses 3 and 4. They say, in the heavens are parents single? No, the thought makes reason stare. Truth is reason, truth eternal, tells me I have a mother there. So we have a mother in heaven. Why don't we talk about her in church? That's a good question. Some people say it's because uh, eternally God is polygamist and has more than one wife. So how do we know who we're talking about? And if we're going to pray, how do you know which wife you're praying to? That seems silly to me. I figure I'll just pray and whoever picks up the line, I'll keep talking. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Doesn't matter to me. But I would like us to mention that we have a mother in heaven. I would like to teach our young women that they have a mother in heaven. And I believe that it is not only a casual mistake, but a willful mistake. Not only by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but by other Christian churches and other religions as well. To minimize women in one way, by intentionally not talking about our mother God. 
I believe she should be talked about. I'm talking about her now. You have a mother in heaven. I do too. I pray to her, and so can you. This is one of those things, guys. You don't have to believe me, but if something there resonates with truth, follow it, please, because she wants you to know her. Guys, that was a lot, and that was kind of intense for me. I want you to know that the reason I stayed gone was to find greater truth, to live freely, to be happy, and to find my own way, and I'm doing that. I'm doing that now. I hope that you guys in your own way are doing that too. I love you. This is Della with The Extraordinary Talk Show. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.